as someone who's been through the ups and downs of a weight loss journey, I understand the frustrations. Counting calories while pushing through workouts, it's exhausting. That's why if I had the opportunity to try Row Body, I'd be all in. Why? Because Row Body offers access to the most popular weight loss shots on the market alongside personalized lifestyle changes. And as I'm quite a homebody, I love how you can sign up online. So no scheduling a doctor's appointment, no commute to the doctor's office, and no waiting rooms. Go to row.co slash snoozecast. Sign up today and you'll pay just $99 for your first month and $145 a month after that. Medication costs are separate. That's R-O dot C-O slash snoozecast. designed to help you fall asleep. If you enjoy our show, please write us a review on the podcast app. Also, share us with a friend. Find us on snoozecast.com and follow us on Instagram at snoozecast for behind the scenes content. This episode is brought to you by our Patreon supporters and by Tea Time. Tonight, We'll read the next part to our Magic Cloak series from the book Queen Zixie of Ix or The Story of the Magic Cloak, a children's book written by L. Frank Baum and published in 1905. The Magic Cloak Episode 1 aired on November 11, 2019. If you'd like to listen to the previous episode again, Part 3 aired July 15, 2020. The events of the book alternate between Noland and Ix, two neighboring regions in the land of Oz. Baum, who also wrote The Wizard of Oz, commented this was the best book that he had written. This episode will start at the opening of Chapter 4. In the last episode, orphaned siblings Timothy, who everyone calls Bud, the orphan son of a ferryman who, with his sister Meg, nicknamed Fluff, enter town with their stern aunt, Rivette. Timothy is declared the new king of Knoll. His sister becomes Princess Fluff, and they take residence in the royal palace. get cozy. Close your eyes. Relax your body into the softness of your bed. Now, take a few deep breaths. Breaths. 
Jellydab, one of the High Counselors, said gravely, I beg your majesty to command me. Bud was a little awed by his appearance, but he resolved to be brave. We want some new clothes, he said. They're already ordered, your majesty, and will be here presently. Oh, said Bud, and stopped short. I have ordered twenty suits for your majesty, and forty gowns for the princess, continued Tallydab, and I hope these will content your majesty and the princess until you have time to select a larger assortment. Oh, said Bud, greatly amazed. I have also selected seven maidens, the most noble in all the land, to wait upon the princess. They are even now awaiting her highness in their own apartments. Meg clapped her hands delightedly. I'll go to them at once, she cried. Has your majesty any further commands? asked Tallydab. If not, your five high counselors would like to confer with you in regard to your new duties and responsibilities. Send them in, said Bud promptly, and while Margaret went to meet her new maids, the king held his first conference with his high counselors. In answer to Tallydab's summons, the other four, pompous and solemn, filled into the room and stood in a row before Bud, who looked upon them with a sensation of awe. Your Majesty, began the venerable Tullydub in a grave voice, we are here to instruct you with your gracious consent in your new and important duties. Bud shifted uneasily in his chair. It all seemed so unreal and absurd. This kingly title and polite deference bestowed upon a poor boy by five dignified and periwigged men that it was hard for Bud to curb his suspicion that all was not right. See here, all of you, said he suddenly. Is this thing a joke? Tell me, is it a joke? A joke, echoed all of the five counselors in several degrees of shock and horror.